Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrar? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Fuelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. Adam podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. It's showtime, and what a show we have for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is writer, comedian, actor, metalhead, nerd, comic book author, and my pal, Brian Posehn. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website on Tuesday, click that link, come and join our conversation. We'd love to have you. And our superfan shout-out is for Paris. Say hi to Paris, everybody. Hello, Paris, or should I say, salut. I was going to say Paris, but hey, Paris, how you doing, buddy? And just for the record, Paris, oddly enough, is a, a man from Greece. That's not odd at all. That's the most famous Paris of all time. Really? Is the Paris from, yeah, from the Iliad, from Homer. You know, he was the one that stole Helen mm -hmm. and had the whole Trojan War. It was Paris. That was his deal. That, that just means his mom was a reader. Well, if you're going to name your kid Paris, you got to be Greek. I mean, that's, you know, that's lineage all the way back to 400, 800 BC, man. That's pretty cool. I like it when people name their kids to mean something. I'm sorry. Are you guys yeah. still talking? I just woke up. Are you guys right? <laughs> Adam, first man. That's right. Thank you. Yes, the first man. <laughs> the first man up on the roof last night, 1 o'clock in the morning, cleaning out the friggin' gutters because God is drowning us. God looked down and said, Santa Monica's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called weather, Adam, and it's back. This Thank is the, God. Uh, this is the, the bomb cyclone atmospheric river, whatever they said. Oh, my goodness. You could tell you're from New York. Whatever the hell they said it was, my garage is flooded. That's what they said. <laughs> That's what they should call it. So Okay. What happened? We had a bit of a leak. No, no. A bit of a leak was Sammy to Bull Gravano, okay? This <laughs> was an all-out flood. That's what this was. Oh, my goodness. It was a leak. Yeah. We had a leaky pipe that went into one of the garages and went under the floorboard to the other garage. Yeah. And then made it way to the the third one too so it got every one of them you know it's right before we we're gonna go to sleep mm -hmm. i'm like hmm, what is the dog licking 
Water went. coming out of the floor. How about I, that? I was very calm, wasn't I? Yeah, you, she, she was calm, but she had that 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 twitchy kind of calm. No, I had the general hat on. I'm like, Adam, yeah. don't want you to get alarmed, but we need to act fast. Yeah, I, I don't want you to get alarmed, <laughs> but we need to act fast. Why? We're being swallowed up by the state. Well, because, you know, water, once the water gets in, you know, you, you got to dry it up yeah. or else mold comes, yeah. mildew, and that is not good. No. So, so, so one o'clock in the morning, I'm up on the roof. I got to clean out the guts. I'm cutting bougainvillea. I'm like, is it working? And my wife is down here going, be careful. Be careful. I said, is it still leaking? <laughs> yes, it's still leaking. And don't screw up my flowers. Okay. <laughs> well, you did fix it. Yeah. Well, after we're done with this show, uh, I, I have I have to Frankenstein a drainage pipe in my in my ceiling. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but even with all this weather before, my wife had to take care of her cats. We uh, we have outdoor cats, which yeah. just means we have stray cats that come here to eat. That's all it really means. So I, I haven't named them yet. Good. She's not close. She's like a serial killer. Don't call her by the first name. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I don't want to be upset if they don't come. Yeah, they don't come. She bought them a house, Stern. I did. I love that. I You know how much I love animals, how much I love random stray animals. I, 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 there are no strangers to me in the animal kingdom. It's just animals I haven't made friends with yet. So I love <laughs> that you are taking these ones in. That's yeah. awesome. She went like this. She goes, I just put this little house just to keep them warm. Then I went to get the ladder to get on the roof last night, turned the corner. Two more houses with an umbrella system <laughs> I found in the back. <laughs> She's got umbrellas hiding these houses. And then I'm like, Well, they were getting wet. Yeah, well, stray cats are the only one that come to my neighborhood for food and a summer house as well as their regular house <laughs> it's a winter wife. house <laughs> oh man oh. what do you see what house. i'm gonna do in the summer yeah god so <laughs> but you know I, I last night when i saw the other house i went you know what good for them we're all in this together fine get in the house <laughs> get out ride this storm out <laughs> you know my, my neighbor's building a boat i see him collecting animals two by two <laughs> Well, that, that's the problem. This is a muscle that hasn't been worked out. Like uh, I was what, telling my rage, I work it out every day. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> no, Mark, I was telling Adam in California. It used to be like this all the time. It kind of goes in patterns, just like um, you know, people say when there's an earthquake, they're like, ah, they freak out. And we're like, ah, just if it if it doesn't get past six point, we're fine. Yeah, but you guys. <laughs> You casually mention earthquakes. I mean, you guys deal with it all out there. And I love California. I mm. love every bit of California. But between mudslides, wildfires, earthquakes, what are they calling this storm, Adam? What is it, a cyclone bomb? Is that what you guys are dealing a with? bomb cyclone atmospheric river. You know, you know what they're calling it? They call it friggin' expensive. That's what they call it. <laughs> yeah, what does this got to do to get a little bit of an infrastructure up in this bitch? <laughs> Wow. I'm sorry. I will take the floods over the earthquakes any day. Yeah. Uh, earthquakes, and I say this as a guy who lives on the East Coast, mm -hmm. freak the hell out of all of us out here. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how you could be so casual about it. But if it's anything below a six on the Richter scale, we don't really pay attention to it. It's called the earth moves. It moves We're under your feet as well as my feet. I feel the sky come tumbling down. <laughs> Linda, I feel the air. Right. Oh, well, it's very Carol King of you, honey. 
I didn't say pussy. Did you hear me? You didn't say, yeah, she didn't say pussy. Did you hear me? <laughs> the first, I was out here with the earthquake. I was like, huh! and now I'm kind of conditioned. She was like, oh, don't be a pussy. It's just a roller. <laughs> a roller. Yeah. Wow. So you got names of different kinds? Well, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. There's like a the, shaker or a roller. Yeah. You know what the rollers are like, Stern? The rollers are, I always can equate to when I was a kid. I had a little bit to drink and I had to go up the stairs to my bedroom and my father's room was right off to the side and he was always be snoring. So, and you would time it. I, so I would take a step, take a step, and then when I get to the top of the step, you go, and I'd freeze. That's the roller one because it starts rolling. You're like, oh, and I just freeze, wait to see if it's going to still roll. Right. And then if it stops rolling, I go, I keep walking again. <laughs> That's wild. I, I've I've been through a mild tremor when I was out in Los Angeles one time. Uh -huh. Like the glass in the in the shower shook a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, my first earthquake!" And then a couple of years after that, I'm here in D.C. I'm at a Verizon store, stopping it before I go to work, and we had a legitimate earthquake mm -hmm. here in Washington D.C. Yeah. It was the craziest thing. Do you remember hearing about that, guys? Yeah, I just thought they called it Congress, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's another natural disaster that we have to, yes, we have to endure. No, it like cracked some stuff in the Washington Monument. Some some things fell yeah. off of the National Cathedral. And I, I, as I was sitting there in the store, there was a brief shake. And then all of a sudden, I guess it was a shaker. Is that what we're calling it? Sure. Because it, it felt like somebody took the entire store and shook it around. And I looked over towards the door. It was the middle of the day. And you remember a time in this country and in this planet where there were things that we lived up to, like women and children first. Yeah, you know, those days <laughs> when the ship's well, okay. going down. Did you knock over children, Mark? No, not me. I barely had time to move, but I looked over and there were adult men in ranging in their twenties and thirties tossing aside old women and children to race outside like they were George Costanza leaving a burning house. Remember that episode <laughs> from Seinfeld? Well, I like, I'm glad me? I wasn't there. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the, the Northridge quake was the big, the Northridge quake when it hit here. I was living in Hollywood and there's a freeway called the 10 freeway. So they, it shook and they closed down all the lanes in the freeway, except for one lane between the two exits. And one of the exits was where I, where my apartment was. So you had to go into the carpool lane because it's the only lane there to get off the exit. They didn't close the whole highway. I'm in the carpool sure. lane heading to that exit. Cop pulls me over, gave me a ticket. He's like, what? yeah, I got a ticket. He goes, yeah, you're a single guy. You're just one passenger in a carpool lane. I go, it's the only lane here he goes yeah it happens 289 dollars you got ripped off yeah 289 you crumbs 289 uh, you know what officer i want to know where this 289 is going towards what are you using it for pal it, it's not going through the infrastructure <laughs> that's for damn sure <laughs> No oh, goodness. No, my wife's on an infrastructure kit. Like, I am. Yes, we we got to fortify the infrastructure. I need houses for cats. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was funny. I was talking to, to Brian Posehn about earthquakes. I, I told him the story about the first earthquake I was in, uh, and he's from Sacramento, so you know he was born into them. Uh, but he actually did a <laughs> prank after an earthquake that frightened Dave Chappelle so much he got on a plane and left Los Angeles without telling anybody. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it was fun catching up with my pal. Uh, so you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Most everyone agrees California's infrastructure hasn't been up to par in years. But now a new report shows where things stand, and it's not good news. Yeah. Oh, what does this got to do to get a little bit of an infrastructure up in this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 Minutes You'll Never Get Back.
What is that smell, Carl? The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Stand updates. Get your stand updates. Uh, February 2nd through February 4th, I will be at the Comedy Cabin in Janesville, Wisconsin. February 9th through February 11th, I will be at Helium in Indianapolis. February 17th and 18th, I will be at Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. February 24th and 25th, I will be on Strong Island. Governor's my old stomping ground. Come and see me there. March 1st and 2nd, I will be at Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida. And March 10th, 10th and 11th, I will be at Bananas Comedy Club in Rutherford, New Jersey. There's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there. And as always, you know I want to shake your hand and thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. So I hope to see you at these gigs. All right? All right. Go on. Get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD. It's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a stand-up actor, voice actor, musician, writer, metalhead, and nerd. You know him from The Big Bang Theory, most recently the TV movie Reno 911, and his new special is called Posena Non Grata. <laughs> he loves the rock, he's never been the small spoon, and we both hate flip-flops. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome back to the program, my pal, Mr. Brian Posehn. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. So you watched the special. Very good. I did. I saw it last night. It was great. <laughs> oh, nice. And we do. We both hate flip-flops. Here's the thing. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with them, you know, if you're at home. Right, yeah. And if you're a lady. Sure. They look fine. Yeah. But if you're a man and you're wearing them at the airport. 
Oh, yeah. I have I have an issue. Yeah, I got a big. I don't mind. Look, if you're gonna wear them in a shower at the gym, fine. I see it. But if you're wearing them on an airplane and sitting next to me, I can't stand that, Brian. People take their shoes off and stuff. <laughs> drives me insane. Yeah. Oh, I know. I can't even. The idea that you have to go through the total recall machine with your with your shoes off too, like no yeah. one's thinking th- things out. Like you're going to be barefoot at the airport yeah. if you're wearing flip flops. Yeah, and I, I love the ladies that have the big lace up boots that go all the way up to the knees. I'm like, why do you got to be in front of me? <laughs> and and the other thing is like the the pets, like people bringing their pets on on the airplane. I'm like, this is not an ark, okay? This is. You, they, they, I had a lady sitting next to me, this giant dog. I mean, I got a dog. I got two dogs. I love dogs. This giant dog is sitting next to me, just breathing on me the whole time. It's like, <laughs> it's, it, dogs are like farts. When they're yours, they're fine. Yeah. I'm jealous when I see people doing that because I, I wish I could bring – I have a, you know, a Bernese Mountain Dog that's almost 100 pounds. Wow. And uh, I'd love to take her on the road with me, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know. Yeah. It costs a little bit. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd have to buy her a whole seat. And so when I see people doing that, I'm always like, not irritated, but more like, man, that's not fair. I wish I could have my big dog with me. Yeah, look, I wish I could. But my dog doesn't travel well, so I'm not going to impose <laughs> that on other people, you know? Mine does. I took her on the road. I took her up the sack to do the punchline. Mm-hmm. And she sat in the green room. No one knew she was there. Like, she was totally perfect and silent and, you know. Waiting for me when I got off stage. It was awesome. Oh, that's and I cool. wish I could take her on the road all the time. Yeah. She's so good. At, she is a good traveler. Yeah. I love my dog. And I got two of them. Uh, and they both love my wife more than they love me. But you don't get along with your wife's dog. Right. Well, in the act, yeah. So in real life, I love the dog. But right. in, in the act, things are, you know, oh, yeah. don't elevated. Let, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, yeah. So in the act, I call her fuckface shit pants, but in, uh, in, real, <laughs> in real life, I call her uh, Lexi or Licky. Yeah. That's her real name. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, my, my, my dogs love my wife and they, they tolerate me. But uh, in the act, it was great. You recorded your special Posena Non Grata in, um, in Chicago, yes? Yeah, at the Beat Kitchen. And then, have you been there? I have not. I do the improv in Schaumburg when I go to Chicago. Where's the? Oh, beat? nice. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been there in so long, uh, but that was a fun room. Yeah, back in the day. His thing about the road is like, and and you mentioned it in your special, and it's a great story because uh, you work out after your sets. Because most people don't know, com- our afternoon starts at midnight. We're off work. Yeah, yeah, and it depends, like. Sometimes I sleep through the whole day and I don't get up till six o'clock. <laughs> Done that, <laughs> you know, and uh, then head over to the club. Yeah, gone and now work. I'm wide awake. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so to lose weight, I was uh, I was using the gym at like one and two in the morning, mm-hmm. coming home from the comedy club, and then it, this really happened. I uh, I scared the crap out of a woman because. Uh, <laughs> The lights were off when I walked in, but right. she had been working out in the hotel gym on a motion sensor. So the lights went down right. while she was working out. And then I walk in, the lights kick on. And I actually yelled. I, I said, don't be scared. And it made the woman <laughs> scream. Yeah, but you're like 6'6", six, six, aren't you? Yes, yes. 6'6", six, six with a beard and a rat t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Don't be scared. <laughs> So you put the weight Man. back on? Was it COVID weight you put back on? Yeah, it just well, it was 
lazy fat guy weight. I mean, it was just easy. Yeah, it, it happened uh, when I was young. I was made fun of. I was so skinny. And uh-huh. like my mom growing up would be like, you just don't gain weight. Like you can't put weight on. And then suddenly in my 40s, my body was like, yes, you can. <laughs> and we're going to show you how. And so uh, I got real big and then I, I lost a lot of weight. I lost like 70 pounds a couple of years back. Good for you. And then and then during COVID, uh, everything went out the window. And I yeah. blame food apps. I, I blame... <laughs> I blame DoorDash and just making it too easy to eat the worst crap that you can possibly eat, you know? Yeah. That and weed delivery. So it's well, a yes. vicious cycle. Yeah. yeah. So once I combine those two things. <laughs> it was all I, over. I actually have some weed coming and I'm hoping it's not going to happen during the interview. <laughs> <laughs> but like I ordered it and now it's like. It, I've never knows? used the weed app. I've never used the app. Now are you in you're in New York, right? No, I mean I'm in Santa Monica. Oh, you are you are in LA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're easy. I love them and you know, you just pull it up. It's as easy as ordering anything. Yeah, but then, doesn't but, it take the romance out of it, Brian? You remember when we were kids? What romance? It was romance. You go you can get something. You go into yeah. a dude's stinky apartment. Yes, you that go to a romance? basement apartment and make believe you're friends for a half hour. Yeah. No, that was always my least favorite part of it. Yeah. Like, having to pretend I was friends with some dude. <laughs> well, during the pandemic, you put on weight. So did I, man. I was eating white cheddar popcorn, standing over the sink, just staring out the window. Yeah, it was like, well, just eating five times a day yeah, is, is nothing, not good. Yeah, nothing to do. Yeah. But your yeah. wife, actually, your wife went back and played tennis. Your wife was a ranked tennis player. Yes, it still is. It's still, it and is, she went is p- again. Yeah, yeah it's again. Amateur, yeah. Wow. It's pretty crazy. And she's playing six days a week now and sometimes more more than once in a day. God. Like she, she'll come by and she'll be changing tennis outfits because she just got one sweaty. She'll come home and take off one and put on the other one. And I'm like, where are you going? She's like, for tennis. So I'm like. <laughs> okay. Can you bring in my weed She's supposedly delivery? managing people's careers at the same time too, but. Now, does does she help you with the act? Does she go over your stuff or? Well, she always, I yeah, I've always made her a part of it. Right. Yeah, I, well, you know, because we've been together forever. Yeah. Like, since 1998, man. And, yeah. and uh, you know, she's my best friend and yeah. she gets my act. And, and uh, so, yeah, I always try things out on her. Yeah, always have because my my wife's the same thing. You know, she she's my right arm, my best. She does this podcast with me, and she you know. Oh, nice. I I listen like I deliver the show, Brian, and then I hear it, and I go, "Why'd you change that?" Because because you sound like an asshole. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Well, the reason I the reason I asked is because uh, the the dynamic you have in the act with your wife is pretty much the same as as mine. But the rock story because you're a big fan of the rock, the rock story when you said I would leave my wife for the rock because you you're actually connected with him online. Uh huh. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a joke, but um, Brian, that I get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I threaten her, but no, I. I couldn't do any better. Yeah. And The Rock. I don't know if The Rock can give me what she gave me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny because you tell the story in the special. You're sitting on a toilet in Target. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All that stuff happened. And All then right. uh, so I I texted him in 2015 and he responded. Right. And then last year 
uh, well, two years ago now, 21, um, he brought back up the uh, our our original little uh, exchange on right. Twitter. Uh-huh. He just called back to it six years later out of nowhere. So that's what what made the joke. The joke kind of. I'm sure you've had this mm. where bits just write themselves yeah. and you're, you just kind of stand back and yeah. go, all right. So like one, it was one of the first times I was even doing stand up uh, the day it happened. Mm. And I happened to have a set at like this Sarah was Sarah Silverman was doing some show um, out in Santa Monica that was uh, outdoors. And mm. so I was like, Oh, I'll try that. And I did the bit that night. Like I just said, Hey, look, this just happened today. Right. I'm going to read this text. I'm going to read the first text. Well, you know, did it in order. And then I had a 10 minute chunk that night. Then it became a 15 minute chunk and then it became a 20 minute chunk. <laughs> now it's like, I even make fun of it. At one point in the act, I go, I talk about Melanie saying, Hey, are, are you really going to talk about the rock for 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> like, Yes, I am, and I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those bits when they come to you, they just come like fully formed and stuff, and then they gr- they grow up. But that that thing I like about you know what I always liked about you and and specifically is like the, the special is the stories are longer. You know, you're 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 expanding stuff. It's not just you know bang 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 bang. There's a whole you're taking us on a ride, and uh, I know how hard that is to craft to keep the attention and then have the point with it. Um, but they, I do get a, a fuller sense of you when you do tell the stories because you're taking us on that emotional journey. And sometimes it's not that pleasant. I, I laugh at the nerd fight bit, but I can. I felt the tension when you talk about being in a nerd fight when you were a kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, you paint that picture pretty well. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah no, that was, I, I still look at that, you know, moments like that where you're like, I don't even know what I did. Yeah. Like, why... Why did that kid want to kick my ass? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Aren't you glad as an adult, like you don't go through things like, God, I can't go to the grocery store today because that dude's waiting there for me to kick my ass. Yeah. Like that shit that you go through as a kid, but you don't really do that as an adult. Yeah. You, you're not like, oh, I can't go to the comic store because that guy's going to, you know, beat the shit out of me, <laughs> threaten me or whatever it is. You know? Yeah, but then you worry but about in, other shit. But like in the school, morning. it was a real thing. It was like, Dude, end of the day, you're you're screwed. You know, yeah. at three o'clock. Yeah, you're watching the clock. You're figuring out how can I get <laughs> out of here. Yeah, yeah. But then, well, let's be fair, Brian. When you're worried about other stuff when you're an adult, you know, like the mortgage. You know, that's, yes. That that seems to scare me just as much. Right. Because I'm not a fighter. I'm not. I'm. I don't get the sense you are either. Even though you're a big dude. No, I I bet most of us aren't. Yeah. But, you know, with the exception of your Rogans and some of his friends. Uh, yeah. Most most comics aren't. Most comics have only thrown a punch because they had to and probably didn't enjoy it. Yeah, no. Last fight I got into, some guy tried to steal my bike uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard. Was, oh, God, how long ago was that? When I first moved here, like 93, I was sitting there. He's, wow. he's got my bike. You know, and I'm, I'm a comic. And I, was, I, was, I was in my 20s, right? He grabbed the bike. We traded punches. It was him and his friend. I had to let go of my bike to, to because I was getting killed. So I knew once I let go of the bike, the bike's gone. But then I landed a few, and then he took out a box cutter, and I took out like a blockbuster video card with like <laughs> late charges on. And I go, okay, you win. And I walked away. Jesus. Yeah. Oh man, that just reminded me. One time, I was behind the improv, mm-hmm. doing what you do back there. I understand. <laughs> and, this is way uh, before delivery. A guy walked up with a gun uh, to hold us all up, and uh-huh. uh, Doug Benson ran. 
<laughs> he ran? He fucking ran. He just booked it. And he didn't get shot, thankfully. <laughs> he just, he was like, F this. And just ran off. Left me and Sarah. And uh, I think Dave Rath. Right. I think just left the three, because that was always the smoking party. Sure. The four of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, left us just standing there and, and having to give the stranger our money. The guy, so the guy robbed you? Yeah. Oh. Well, Dick, yeah, didn't, didn't, you, didn't you live with Dave and those guys up in the house in the hills? Yeah, when I first got down to L.A. in the 93, 94, I was working at MTV. And it wasn't that the, the Northridge quake? Didn't the Northridge quake hit when you were there? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So that bit is in there. I forgot that that, that story is in there, too. Yeah. yeah. So that was he and I. That was, well, after Northridge, we figured out that we could uh, shake our windows on the second floor, and it would make the whole third floor feel like there was actually an earthquake or, uh, <laughs> or a tremor. Yeah. And uh, Benson was staying at our house, so we did it to him a bunch. Right. And then we just started doing it to everybody. And then one of the in the story, uh, uh, Chappelle came over and was playing video games, and we did it to him. And he left town. <laughs> he got so flipped out. I swear to God, he left our house. Didn't tell us he was leaving. Right. Like we shook the windows. We went back upstairs. He's gone. So he, he just ran out of the house, got on a plane, and went back to New York. We heard later he went and got in his rental car and went to LAX and flew home because he was so scared <laughs> or, or sick of earthquakes, you know? Yeah, I that was the first earthquake I was ever in. I was in Vegas. I was with, it was me, um, Kevin James, and Richie Minervini. We were playing a trop. We were kids. And I, Brian, I'm from New York. I've never been in an earthquake before. The, 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 the hotel is shaking. I'm in the Tropicana. It's uh-huh. shaking. And I sat up in bed and I just started yelling at Kevin and Richie. I'm like, knock it off. It's not funny. I... <laughs> I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then the Northridge quake hit. I was living. I was living around the corner from the Improv. I was living on Fairfax. Okay. When that hit, and that scared the shit out of me. Was it pretty heavy down there on that? Because we were up in the hills, and it was brutal. It's like it was like an explosion, and then it rolled. Yeah. Like it was like this real loud boom. It went boom, and then the house rolled for a while. Yeah, it was terrifying. And that was that was scary. You're like. Are we going off the hill? You know, because we were up on, you know, it was the third three-story house up in the hills. Yeah. And it very easily could have slid into the bottom of the canyon. Yeah, I've never been in one before. Scared the hell out of me. You, But you're from Sacramento. Did you ever have any when you were a kid? Well, yeah, I grew up with them. So, and I was oh, in the big one, the big San Francisco one in 88 or whatever, where mm-hmm. uh, the Bay Bridge broke. and the Get a World Series one? Yeah, and the dude tried to jump the hole in the in the Bay Bridge. Jesus, like cars cars went into the ocean. Like people just died because the bridge broke. Like it was brutal. And of course, I wrote a joke about it. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yeah, yeah. So you were so you were in Sacramento, and then uh, you went San to San Francisco right after that. San Francisco yeah. after that, and then you came down here. Yeah. All right. And your mom was real supportive. I remember the last time we spoke, your mom was real supportive of what you did. Yeah, well, for her, it was like, oh, here's this thing that this kid loves. Yeah. Because like, I kind of, I was one of those kids that she knew I wasn't, you know, high school went so poorly for me that, uh, you know, she wanted me to go to a real college, but it wasn't in the cards. Right. You know, my grades were so bad. And then it was first, like, first I got to get out of high school. <laughs> and uh, so I had to make up a bunch of grades and just because of like, 
a couple of classes I failed like pretty much on purpose. Right. Like I failed Spanish and I failed PE, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't know if you know, but it's doable. <laughs> okay. I'm not climbing that rope. Sorry. Yeah. Or just not walking. Like yeah. they would want us to do laps and I just wouldn't do laps. I would hang with the punk rock kids and yeah. just, uh, yeah. So once I started doing stand up, you know, I turned 21 my mom was just so stoked that there was something out there that I could do, you know, like she came and saw me do it too and didn't love every joke and neither did the crowd, <laughs> but she, I still wanted to do it when I was done. You know, I got yeah. off stage and I, she was like, did you like that? And I go, Oh, I love it. You know, like, right. it's not for everybody, but I'm having fun. Yeah. Well, same thing with me. When I did it, my father looked at me and and because I because I was like you, I, I didn't I didn't really I did OK in school, but I came from a mechanical family and I can't fix anything. You know, I can't I don't have the if then go to statement. You know, I can get right, around, right, but, right. but not like them. So once I did that, I kind of found my place and my father's eyes lit up and and he was encouraging to me the way your mother was encouraging to you. And and your mom just passed away. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, my no, friend. I'm sorry. Man. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, her last couple of years on uh, were pretty rough, so it was actually one of those things where you're like, you know, well now she's, you know, the better place thing. But it, yeah, it, it's true. I the same thing with my dad. I was, I remember, I, I, I held my dad as he died, and I kissed him on the forehead, and I said, "It don't hurt no more, pop." Yeah, it's it sucks when you got to do that, but like, yeah better than them suffering for yeah. just to be around. Yeah, that's true. And, and it, it also does something to you. Like, I didn't realize the changes it did for me when I left. I'm sorry, is the weed here? He needs to see you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Uh, I got it. Thank you. That's my mother-in-law. Oh. Telling me that the weed guy is here. <laughs> you want, you want Can to you go, give me two seconds? Go get I'm the so bud. sorry. Go get the bud. I warned you that would happen. I'm so sorry. You did. Like once I set it up, I was like, "Oh, of course, this is going to come right when I'm in the middle of talking with Adam." And yes, usually you get a call like, "Dude, I can't find your address. Flick your lights on and off of this your house." <laughs> now, did, did yeah. you get indigo or sativa? Uh, I got a couple of different things. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, yeah the weekend. I got coming. a hybrid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know when my dad, when my dad uh, uh, passed away, I didn't realize. You know, you think you're over it, and you're not. You know, like I got a bunch of stuff just come. Fl- still to this day, I can it comes flooding back to me. Yeah, well, Chris, she died right before Christmas three years ago. So this last Christmas, I even said to my wife, "I I thought I'd be all right, but it still sucks." You know. Yeah. And we fought a lot too, but mm-hmm. you know that doesn't matter. You know. Yeah. It Once d- they're gone, you don't miss the you don't miss the fighting, but you miss the other stuff. You know. Yeah, it's 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 the same. I, I guess the older I get, Brian, it's like life is scary, but uh, well, I'm less scared when we're together. You know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, and, and that's the other thing, and that's one of the things I really liked about your your special um, is there's a beat of gratitude in there when you said you've had this amazing life and you're friends with the two nice guys from Metallica, uh-huh. <laughs> and you tell the story how you open for Rickles and. You know, we got we got we got a couple of miles in the rearview mirror, and I think, you know, revisiting that stuff and I, there's tremendous gratitude I have to 
to still be able to do this, you know, and still be afforded the opportunity of a stage. Yeah, man. And and to come as a kid that just loved this form of comedy, you know, mm-hmm. spe- specifically stand up and, and then they, you know, have a whole career where I got to do sketch and all these other things that I never thought would like, I, I love sketch as a kid, but I never thought, I would fall into it. And because of telling dick jokes, I've gotten to do, you know, I've gotten to do all this other stuff and horror movies too. Like the acting career, like it's not lost on me. Like just how much I stepped in shit, like yeah. good shit. You know what I mean? Like I got lucky in, in, a, in a several ways. And, and uh, it's, I think it's weird when it, when it is lost or, you know, when you do lose it and you're not aware of yeah. how lucky you are, how, you know. I was there for a while, man. I'll be honest with you. I I was there for a while where I was like, I didn't see the, I didn't see how lucky I was because I was connected to the outcome of, I need to do this. I need to post more shit. I need to, you know, you get, you lose contact with, right. with, with the passion. But the fact that we even had a career at all, you yeah. know, is, is pretty fucking cool to, when, when you look at what other people, you know have to do to make money let me ask you this have you ever found yourself like losing the 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 passion for it and 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 if you did how did you get back to it um yeah a couple of times and you know the older i get the harder the traveling becomes but Mm -hmm. i still i still loving jokes and like well this rock thing you know being able to take an experience and turn it into 10 15 20 minutes yeah, I still love that. I love the crafting. I love that part of it. I love, I love when I finish recording something, I'm still making it funnier. Like I love the way my brain works with what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes I don't. I wish my brain would shut the fuck up. But when I'm writing <laughs> comedy, yeah. When I'm writing comedy, I'm like, go keep going, brain. Give me more. Like what? You know? I, I love that I'm a. My brain does work like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I and I I think the more I I find more gratitude in doing it rather than seeing where it'll go, where it'll take me. You know, that's that that's my big thing because you know it's our art form, it's what we love, but it's also how we feed the family. You know, and right. so, and sometimes that gets a little, a little scary. Yeah, and well, I've definitely had moments, you know, with that and and with the acting and other things, but luckily, stand up is something that I can do when the, when acting and writing isn't paying the bills, yeah. you know, like I, I have had moments in my career where it's like, well, at least I can still go, you know, to Louisville or wherever and, and mm. uh, make money on a weekend. Yeah. And you, well, you also do comic books. Now you got comic books coming out. Yeah. And that all came from just loving it and wanting to be a part of that world too, you know, going down to Comic-Con, I've gone every year since 1995. I'm right. a giant nerd and, and, uh, you know, making these friends at image comics and Marvel comics and then them going, Hey, you should write and me going, yeah, I should. <laughs> and, you know, well, tell me about the comic books you got coming out. So, uh, during COVID it was just a lot, you know, a lot of sitting around yeah. and, uh, I was like, I've got to use this time. So I got a couple of things going that are now kind of just about to come out. I've got two books through Image. One um, one I wrote with uh, my buddy Joe, uh, Joe Troman. He's in that band Fall Out Boy, mm-hmm. of, of all bands. Uh, 
but uh, we, our wives are huge friends, are big friends, are good friends, and we became pals over the years. And we wrote this thing together. We also have a pilot and a couple other projects that we crafted together. But uh, it was we were sitting around going, "Fuck, he couldn't tour, I couldn't tour," mm. and I said, "Let's just write something." And we were talking about uh, sci-fi, and we wrote a like a sci-fi comedy uh, comic book called Rifters uh-huh. that'll come out in the spring. It's basically time travel cops, but they're like, uh, it's like an SVU of time travel cops. Uh-huh. And uh, and then we had a, I had a skateboarding idea that I wrote with another buddy of mine, Rick Reminder, who's a, a successful comic book writer and a good pal. And I was like, we should write something about the 80s and skateboarding and call it Grommets. And that's <laughs> what we're doing. And now it's that's coming out too. Like, And it's really fun. I'm, my favorite part of it is finding these other collaborators, the other guys I'm writing with, but then the art, like once the artist starts to work on it and mm. send you pages of this thing that you thought of, it's a, it's another, you know, it's another cool thing that I, about what I love doing, you know? Yeah. Being, just being creative and having someone else, you know, sp- 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 sprinkle their magic on it. Yeah. And then making it better, yeah. you know, seeing, seeing it come to life in 2d, but then, you know, these guys, these guys I've been working with, they're so talented, and and uh, it's it's just been really cool. Now, do you have do you have trouble? Are you a control freak? Do you have do you have uh, give space for other people? Does it got to be your way? No, I'm pretty good. I I got better at collaborating with other people. Like when I first started, I wasn't. Yeah, I I would think I was the funniest guy in the room sometimes, and uh, you know, and other parts of my personality would come out that aren't that fun. Right. <laughs> and uh, but I've grown up a lot, so now now it's not like that. But I I got yelled at by Bob Odenkirk in the in the nineties because uh, he was just like, "You're a fucking baby," like you know, <laughs> and he was right. I was being a fucking baby in the writing room, and. Yeah. Uh, him, him yelling at me like a dad or a stepdad more like it right. <laughs> and uh, that like it, you know it i saw what he was saying i was like yeah i am yeah but we don't know that i mean because this is the thing brian this this there's no school for what we do this was oh, no. we've stumbled through this stuff oh yeah well i had a couple of jobs it wasn't it, it, i was still learning lessons after odenkirk because mm-hmm. i went uh when my kid was first born i was writing on a sitcom that i had no business writing on right uh i just the sensibility was so off Mm -hmm. the guy hired me because he thought i was weird he's like i want you to be the weird guy in the room that are fighting against the the veterans that have been doing you know just been writing sitcom type stuff right so you're the sketch you're the weird sketch guy and i was like yeah that sounds fun and then (laughs) it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) because Everything I said, they were just like too weird, or, yeah. you know, like no, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, and then I would get mad because you know we're doing a joke where, um, somebody messes with the shower. Oh, flushing the toilet to make the shower mm-hmm. uh, hotter, hotter. I'm like, okay, first of all, <laughs> that joke is a hundred years old. Yeah, where are you living that your plumbing is that fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> that if somebody flushes the toilet, it gets hot in your shower. It doesn't do that in my shower. Yeah, not not since the depression. <laughs> no, and we were still doing it. And 
the show was about a rich guy. It was like this rich therapist mm -hmm. and he's got a mansion in, you know, in Beverly Hills and somehow his plumbing does that. I was like, guys, we can't do this. And so I'm fighting it. And it was in my script. Right. So they rewrote my script. I, I turned in a script mm -hmm. and then they took it apart in the room. And I'm, I was okay with that, but putting this hacky joke in my script, I was not okay with, right. You know, I'm still like the joke police and, and uh, I hate anything hacky or yeah. too easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm fighting and fighting. We shoot the bit. I go home to my kid. My son and I are watching Alvin and the Chipmunks, one of the movies. I think it was the first one. Right. Fucking shower gag happens in the Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> I lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> I'm sitting there with my kid trying to enjoy my moment with him. And I was just like, are they really doing this shower gag in Alan and the Timon? And I'm just like furious. I'm just like, you know. So the next day I go into work, I go, I hope you're fucking happy. That bit we shot last night is in the new fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. And what they and every, say. Everybody's like, we don't care. Like, it's, it's cute that you care. God. As much as you do. It's it's lovely that you have passion for a project you really don't care because I hated the show, but yeah. I still had passion for making comedy. Well, look, I'm glad you got the passion because I I think it's it's hard to it's hard to separate our work from our identity because that's what you know it it comes out of us you know so it's it's hard to let it go. Oh, I still do. Like, I mean, I hate hecklers more than I did when I was young. Yeah, because. I resent them. You know what I mean? It's like, we're, hey, you're not a part of this process. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Like, I wrote, worked really hard on this bit at home, and you weren't there then. <laughs> yeah. So why are you trying to jump in now? Yeah. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they started the show by saying, Hey, here comes the show. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Every show starts off by saying that. Every show. Yes. They, depending on where you are, yeah. they spell it out. Some places really nail it. You know, they go, mm -hmm. we've got guys in the aisle. They will kick you out yeah. for talking. And people still do it. Yeah. Like, it's like they're not listening to that part or or they go, well, that doesn't affect me. You know? <laughs> yeah, they meant that for the other part. So, look, here's the yeah. announcements. First of all, you're going to applaud. It's not going to be enough. And someone's going to say you can do better than that. And then they're still talking, you know, and then you still get the ones that are like helpers. Yeah, I helped you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. doing this for 30 like, no, years. I came here to see you. Well, <laughs> why didn't you shut up when I told you to? Yeah, but you're right about the road, man. It's 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 the travel that beats beats you up, you know. And, and yeah, I heard a a quote from uh, Alice Cooper, and he said that you don't get paid to be on stage; they pay you for the other twenty three hours. Yeah, yeah, and that was it. I I totally identified with that. I was like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do the other thing for free. Yeah, I give you the I give you the show for free. You're paying for, you're paying for <laughs> yeah. me, me to be away from my family, right? But you're doing great, man. And how old is your son now? Uh, Thirteen. Oh, okay. So, all right. This is yeah. this, this is a lot going on in the Posein house. It is. Um, it's so strange. 
to when you have like this little kid who's your little guy mm-hmm. and then suddenly like he's taller than your wife <laughs> and uh he's got a deep voice because my deep voice you right. know so like you'll hear you know him playing video games you'll just hear fuck coming <laughs> out of his room and it's like oh yeah i have an adult in there i have a a, a big ass kid is he a nerd like daddy yeah, he uh, he loves most of the stuff that I love, and and uh, now that we're like, he can see some of the more adult movies. Right. He's like as big of a Big Lebowski fan as me, and you know, and then he also loves Alien, Aliens, Terminator, Terminator Two. Like he's gotten to see all these great movies just recently. And right. Has he seen you? Still- has, has he seen you in the Rob Zombie movie? No. No. No, 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 no. I, he doesn't even want to. Okay. And we're, that, we haven't seen, like, we hasn't seen Goodfellas yet, or he right. hasn't seen Casino. Like, he hasn't seen movies where it's really brutal. Like, there's right. violence. Okay. But not like Joe Pesci smashing somebody's head in with a phone violence. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so we haven't watched uh, horror movies either that are that brutal. Okay. That's good. Well, listen, see, see, Goodfellas and 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 Casino, those movies, they, they're they're like home movies to me because those those <laughs> those are my people. Well, I got it. Yeah, uh, but I was just like those movies are so, the the violence is so real. You know yeah. what I mean? Compared oh, yeah. to John Wick or The Matrix or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's nice that you can share stuff, you know, and 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 your your son gravitated toward. It. That's why I always felt as an outsider with my dad because I couldn't fix things. You know, I I love cars, Brian. I can't fix them. I know how they work, and I spent right. a lot of time with them, so I know the ins and outs. Well, not anymore. The carburetor's gone, but for the most part, you know, I, I that's where I got my love of those cars. But I couldn't I couldn't do that with my dad. So when I started doing stand up and I found my place, he started coming to my work and we kind of bonded that way. And he would he would try to help me in my work because he would see me the jokes evolve, you know, uh, after a while. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you changed that. You changed this. And you know what, Brian? He was never right. He was never right. <laughs> he, God bless him. But he had passion for it. That's cool. Yeah. And that you guys connected. Yeah, he paid attention like that. So I, I'm, I'm glad that I got that, you know. And My I, mom always got it wrong, too. My mom was like, I liked when you had more energy on stage, when you were manic and you ran around. And I was like, I didn't like that. Like, that's not <laughs> me, too. Yeah. That's. Do you think manic when you think of me? Like, yeah. No. Well, it's it's always good to talk to you, my friend. The new special is called Posena Non Grata, and where can people get it? It's everywhere now, like Roku, places that people probably don't have. <laughs> but, uh, you can also find it on Amazon and, you know, the, the regular places. Yeah, I've, I'm on Amazon Prime, one of my specials. I didn't know I did until yeah. I got an email. So it is out there. You're a very funny man. If you're a comic book fan, uh, plug the comic books too, my friend. Right now I have this thing called Scotch McTiernan's uh, Holiday Party. Mm-hmm. that I wrote with Jerry Duggan, who is my uh, partner on Deadpool. So it's uh, Deadpool-type stuff, that kind of uh, fourth-wall-breaking humor, and I'm really proud of it. Cool. Continued success, my friend. I always love when we get a chance to talk, and best to you and your family. Yeah, dude. Good to see you. Have a good one. You too. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, I'm Brian Posehn, and that was 30 minutes I'll never get back. I had fun catching up with my pal. <laughs> He's a good dude. <laughs> I love Brian. I love me some Brian Posehn. Mm. Anything he's in, I know I'm going to get some laughs. I love hearing you guys talk. But I got to ask you, mm. you, you're talking about the story with The Rock, but I never actually got the full story. W- w- what exactly happened? Well, there? he actually, he talks about it uh, in his specials. It's, it's a long beat. He basically, he was he was sitting on the toilet in Target. <laughs> not, not like in the Target, in the, in the Target bathroom. He's on the toilet. And he posted a joke. Uh, and he tagged The Rock about the joke. And then two years later, The Rock answered him back. <laughs> so The Rock was just going through his Twitter feed. I don't know. I don't know. But, the, but I don't, think... don't question how The Rock lives his life. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I, I'm just trying to picture it. Go ahead. Are you judging The Rock? Is yes. that what you're doing? Yes. <laughs> so basically, Brian and The Rock developed some kind of like online bromance. Yes. Is that what they were dealing with? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it almost right. broke up his marriage, allegedly. <laughs> You mean like a bromance, like with you and Nathan Lane? Yes, and Nathan won't stop calling me. I've loved your stand-up, and you're also a, a terrific actor. And... It is, Were it you is. getting a call there? Because I know that's your ringtone. Yes, it is. No, no it's one-sided. I was so, yeah, I'm still... I was still flipped out. You're more fanboy. Yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't a bromance, more of a fanboy. Yeah, yeah. I, I said it. There, I said it. Now you know. That's okay. That's yeah. good. Healthy. No, but that's that's cool, man. I, it's, I don't know. And Brian's just a funny guy, although and a great guy. I, mm. I love hearing you guys chat again. I don't want him to take this wrong, what I'm about to say. Mm. But when he started talking about who lives in a condition where when you're in the shower, if somebody flushes the toilet, you get, you know, hot water or cold water, you know. I live like that, Brian. Yes. <laughs> that's my apartment. Mark is a hack. If, yeah. Yeah. If my neighbor above me gets in the shower, like while I'm in there, I'm like, damn it. And it's not hot water. It's cold water. Yeah. It's awful. Hey, I, I feel for you. I've stayed. I've stayed at Casa de Stern and he he's not kidding. There's that feature of the apartment. There's also the Adam Farrar Memorial coffee maker and hairdryer because he doesn't use those things. <laughs> But, but they're here in your honor. And yeah, for they're, there. The they're there. They're like, yeah. there. They're like, they're still in the box. He ran, he went, this is the right way. Well, you got a hairdryer? Uh, he ran out. He went down to the right aid, bought a hairdryer, and came back. Oh, I, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's more of a bromance. That, yeah, that's a bromance. That, you know what that is? That's a mutual respectful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'd like to also point out as people take the tour through the, this big ranch style house I have here, mm-hmm. uh, there's a little section I have the tape. Marking out where I actually threw up on at yeah. while he was here. So is that a lovely memory? And he's got a suit yeah. of armor for some bizarre reason. Sir Lancelot is standing right outside his kitchen. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, kitschy. Yeah, yeah. but but he's not. Yeah. But he's not kidding about the shower. Some someone flushes the toilet, the temperature just changes. Well, yeah, you know, it's, um, I've lived in kind of strange apartments like that. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of wonky. Right. Like I had this one apartment in Hong Kong mm-hmm. to take a hot shower. You you had to jump in the shower. You're naked. Right. Turn on the How do shower. You shower. Yeah. <laughs> Close off. Wow, no, listen, weird. listen. The part is you have to light 
the pilot lights mm-hmm. and the shower water would run through is in the shower. So it's not like you could do it with your clothes on. Hold, you it, get... hold it, hold it, hold it. The hot water heat is in the shower? Yes. So wonky. Ugh. So every day, you know, it would make me not want to take a shower because I thought I was going to explode. I just thought you didn't <laughs> want to take a shower because you're dirty. Whatever. So, but, I, you know, it's kind of scary. Yeah, sure. Try to pitch that idea in a writer's meeting. No, they don't flush the toilet. The hot water heat is in the shower with them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I love that he's like, I didn't even like the show. I hate it. <laughs> but I still wanted the joke to work. And then the fact that he just got boiling mad when he's watching whatever he's watching with his kid. Alvin and the Chipmunks, yeah. <laughs> and the gag is in They're there. using this crap. Screw it. But I, that's what I love about Brian. He he, he's like, hey, I don't want something too easy. I got passion. This was my script. You're putting this hack stuff in my script. But he had to evolve to that. Like when he was writing on Mr. Show and Odenkirk called him out, like, you're being a baby. Because, you know. He, and he's like, uh, kind of am. Yeah. He had the self-awareness to go, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. am. But mm-hmm. it's hard, especially, you know, when you're in a room, you know, because the stuff you're you're pitching is coming out of you. You feel like it's part of you until you've done it enough. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't care. Is the check clear? I'm going home. Well, I got to think the heart, one of the hardest things, yeah, would be like, this is something that I created, like if it's a joke or a scene or whatever, and then everyone's ripping it apart and telling you why it sucks or like changing it mm-hmm. and making it something that you didn't intend. I'd be like, leave, get your damn hands off my joke. Yeah. Leave it alone. It's fine as it is. Yeah. I, I uh, Collaboration would be tough in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean that's what collaboration is. Yeah, you got you got to make room for other people, uh, and and to be willing to look. I brought this to the table, and let's make it better with your idea. So it's got you got you got to let stuff go, you know. It I usually think, ends up better. It does if you trust. That that's why I got to go back to you know just just to go back in the vein of uh, what Marcus Stern started us off with the ancient Greeks. The Xenophon prayer, I believe, said. <laughs> Let my art live in all its many bearings. Okay, guys, yeah, another bromance. Yeah, no, it's not a bromance. I was just, I was trying to out Greek them. Exactly, that's what bromance people do. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I, uh, apparently, we're bromancing. <laughs> You're flirting again, with, when you with your history. art out there. It's no longer yours. You know, yeah. like it's it's in the eyes of the beholder. You know, if you you know if there's a poem or there's a painting that you know somebody takes an interpretation from it or a song and you say that's not what I meant at all. Well, once it's out in the public, I guess it's it's everybody's property. Uh-huh. But still, I would be I would be the angry artist being like, no, you're all wrong. This is what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, it was nice that you acknowledged that he was grateful. His gratitude. Yeah. It was nice. Wow. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes Adam gets a little grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't understand that he is an artist creating art. Yes. And not a whole lot of people get to do that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I do acknowledge that. And then I get miserable like, why don't these idiots see the genius? You know, that's what's killing me. <laughs> and then I say, are you sure you can't be a plumber? I know. I'd rather be a roofer. <laughs> But but you you also talked about like it, it's about being grateful in the moment, but also not connecting stuff to outcome. Yes, you know yeah. because no. when it's connected outcome, you, I think you said this something like when you connect it to outcome, then you lose the passion that started you on that journey in mm. the first place. Yes, which I think is a hundred percent right. It's 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 right. It's theoretically it's correct, but don't listen to me. I can't do it. I can understand it. You're a lot better at it. I'm trying to be better. Here's the thing is I'm trying not to connect myself to outcome. Now, if I can get Chase Bank not to be connected to the outcome that has to be delivered on the first of the month, I might be all right. 
Good luck, Adam. Here's the thing: the outcome of my art it keeps us eating and and keeps. I gotta fix now. I gotta fix a roof. <laughs> and several houses for the cats. And cat yeah, houses I got. Them, I got cat houses You're now. a renaissance man. And by the way, cat houses are where the whores hang out, okay? So let's just Adam. get that straight. <laughs> no. That is. No. Am I, can I ask a question? Yes. Am I staying in the cat house when I come to visit you guys next time? If you don't watch your step. <laughs> I would wait to the summer because mm. summer I'm going to go all out. What's happening in the summer? <laughs> Never mind. Go all out. You're putting in like a cat pool, uh-huh. all that Thanks. kind of stuff. That's brilliant. But yeah, it's 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 hard to keep that kind of perspective when, you know, you're in the middle of everything and you do have the worries of the world on your mind that we inevitably have as adults of mortgage, car payments, insurance, uh-huh. health, like all these kind of things. But, you know, if you can step outside of yourself for a minute to to be grateful for the things that we get to do, I think that's the sweet spot. Yeah. I agree. It, it, it's just harder, you know, as you get more responsibilities to mm-hmm. live up to those responsibilities. And and when you're a kid, you worry about other stuff. You know, when I was a kid, yeah. I, I just worried about being accepted. You know, I just wanted to be accepted. I just I, I didn't really I didn't really talk about, you know, what's bothering me. I didn't share my feelings with anybody. Now, at this point in my life, I am not shutting up about it. I'm telling everybody. <laughs> it's true. You, and you write in your books. I write in my books. I'm telling everybody. I, the, other, the other day, I was like, listen, I know there's no sustained peace in the world of form, but I identify myself from the outside in, and that's not healthy. And they go, Adam, here's your latte. Please move on. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Well, when you're a kid, everything's kind of taken care for you not in my childhood (laughs) (laughs) no not in my childhood joe joe read you into that script pretty quickly didn't he oh yeah my father my father (laughs) set the laws down real he says look my job is to give you a better life than the one i had so pay attention because i'm tired and i'm running out of money oh man yeah but i i remember being a kid like you say you don't want to say anything. You don't. You never wanted to reveal any weakness. Yeah, because it's a. It's like a piranha pool, man. You show some kind of weakness, they will tear you apart. And that was the only thing you wanted to be. You just wanted to be part of the crowd. Mm-hmm. You wanted to fit in. You wanted to be accepted. And for better or for worse, that's what your childhood, at least through high school, really is all about. I did the opposite. What'd you do? I was the outsider. I was like, okay, see you guys later, and then have my college boyfriend picking up. Yeah, see that? See, you were the hot girl. <laughs> see? My wife was the hot girl, and the boyfriend's always older. Hi, my name's Pete. I own an auto body shop. <laughs> <laughs> I met Linda after the divorce. You know? It's a... <laughs> That's another thing about oh, control know. issues. And when he was, if we go back to Brian not letting go of what he wants the script to be with control issues, here's what I yeah. figured. This is how bad my control issues. When I die, honey, first of all, I'm dying first because I don't want to know life without you. And when I go to heaven, the first thing I'm going to do is straighten out all these ex-boyfriends, okay? <laughs> That's the first order of business. Look, she's coming up soon. Anyone that thinks, ooh, I get to see her in heaven, you had your chance and you screwed it up. So tell your story walking. Adam. What? Breathe. Ah, Sorry. I'm, what are getting, you I'm do? getting out the frustration of my roof. Yes. Yes, Stern. What are you going to do? Slip like a hundred to St. Pete and say, I got a list of names. I want you to point them out to me when they walk around up here. All right, Pete? No. You're a good guy. Here, this is for you. I would, never, I would never try to grease St. Peter, for God's sake. I'm going to pull him aside and go, I'm so happy to be. It's very peaceful. You want it to stay that way.
<laughs> I want to thank my pal Brian Posehn for being my guest this week. Uh, his new comedy special, Posehna Non Grata, is available wherever you get your specials. Uh, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? Uh, Adam Ferrar at Gmail. Uh, and please uh, leave us a review because that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. If you can tell like 158 people about this show, <laughs> I'd be very grateful because I got I, 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 I to the show's got to stop making some more money. I got I to gotta pay for roofs. I got to put food on the table. I got to pay for these cat houses so these whore cats have a place to go. Adam! To. What? Whore cats. They're whore cats. That's what they, they're cat no, whores. They're, That's what they, they are. They are not cat whores. They're, they're cat whores, and bad people hang out in these places. So I just want you to think about that. When you read a cat house, you take the piano player, too. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know, but I remember Gleason saying it and Smokey and a Bandit too, and I wanted yes. to play it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sheriff Justice. <laughs> Thank you, Sheriff Buford T. Justice. Oh, goodness. <laughs> remember, we are all in this together, brothers and sisters, so please share the road. And life is hard, so you take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go in peace. It's still leaking, and don't screw up my flowers. Okay. <laughs> well, you did fix it. Yeah. Well, after we're done with this show, uh, I, I have I have to Frankenstein a drainage pipe in my in my ceiling. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about, Alex. This sounds like a solid plan. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.